Welcome back to another episode of Babes of Valhalla. Hello, all you sexy kittens. I am Mistress Darby, and I am back with another mini-sode of a segment we like to call Storytime with Sluts. If you aren't familiar with this segment, it's stories written by those of us in the sex industry. They can be personal stories, stories from work, poetry, songs. It's really meant to be an open platform for us to share our stories. I'm really excited about today's episode, and I hope you guys are too. So let's get to it. Content may not be suitable if you are underage, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Before we get started in this episode, there are going to be some puppy snores. Um, I am recording this during the COVID-19 quarantine, and my dog who is already codependent, has decided that he will not leave my side and sleeps basically wherever I go. So I have moved multiple times to try to record this and he just comes into every room and falls asleep and then snores really loudly and um, he's a pit bull, so he's basically a slobbery baby. Um, So I hope everyone's okay with with puppy snores. Um, All right. So first, Charlie and I are loving seeing all of the downloads. We are ever surprised and nervous and excited. So please tell us what you think and write us a review. Tell your friends about this little slutty adventure on with us, the more the merrier. And we just really appreciate everyone that is listening or has listened. So we're hoping that you guys come back and visit our little universe that we're creating here on the internet. So today on this episode of Storytime with Sluts, I am going to be reading something that I wrote about a year ago. Uh, This has actually been a piece that I've been really hesitant to share for a lot of reasons. Um, It feels personal to me um, and revealing, but it's okay. And I recently worked on it a bit more and I like it a lot. So I think there's also been enough time for when I first wrote it uh, to now where I'm ready to share it. So before we start, just make sure you follow us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla so you can always know what your uh, naughty space babes are up to. And of course, subscribe. It helps us out and makes us feel loved. And why wouldn't you want to do that? You know what's less stereotypical than a stripper dating a member of a motorcycle club? Pretty much everything. Never in my dreams would I have thought that I would be swooning over a member of our local chapter. Nor honestly would I think that he would be swooning over me. Now this may sound like I'm getting all of my biker stereotypes from Sons of Anarchy or Gangland, but when I think of me, knitter, feminist, museum lover, nerd, hip-hop lovin' with a dash of hippie, I wouldn't think that they would be like, yeah, that girl, that's someone I want to commit to, hashtag ride or die. But here I am in the throes of a major crush and seeing a man who belongs to the notorious MC. The, well, I guess for the sake of anonymity, we will call it TMCWMNBN, the MC who must not be named. Now, around the club that I currently call home, there is a strong history of this particular MC. It has a violent and gruesome past that I find pretty repulsive. I know that it's not the 1980s anymore, but like, hello, the 1980s weren't that long ago. And even though it seems like a lot of fundraisers and charity bike drives, I still can't shake that this MC has a past 
and a name that holds weight. I grew up around motorcycles. My grandfather even at one time owning a Harley-Davidson franchise and my mom working as the parts girl. The Harley shop was before my time, but motorcycles are in my family. Almost everyone rides, and there's been more than one occasion where my mom and I have run into friends of hers from the shop that belong to various MCs all across the country. I know enough to form my own opinions outside of popular culture, but also enough to have always thought that it just isn't the life for me. But here I am, much to my surprise, considering that life. One evening, me, and we'll call him P for potential, as in potential BF, are chatting, talking about the MC's parties and what it would be like if I ever went with him and what the rules are. Essentially, it was put to me in the simplest form, as the women are to be seen and not heard. For more specifics, it can be broken down into this. One, don't talk to anyone other than the other women. Two, don't bother your old man. Three, don't get drunk. Four, don't wear anything too sexy, dress down. Apparently, this applies especially to me because I would be considered young and attractive. Five, don't tell anyone you are a stripper. This one kills me. I'm sorry, wait, what? Even in the old MC, being a stripper apparently is bad news? Give me a fucking break. <sighs> to all this, I scoffed. My response was simply, look, don't take me anywhere. I can't be myself. And out of respect for you, if you really wanted me to go, I'll bring my knitting and people watch. But I won't be treated less than, and out of respect for me, please don't put me in a situation where I would be. He nods as if he understands and says, well, if you and I ever get to that point where you can come to parties, at least you get a jacket. Okay, wait, what? Now don't get me wrong, I have put up with a lot of stuff for a gorgeous bag of vacation or a limited edition pair of sneakers, but now there's a jacket involved, oh wait, I get swag, oh wait, I get limited edition swag. All right, all right, my interest might be piqued. So I do a little research. I'm thinking it's got to be a jean jacket. It's got to be cool. It's got to have like a TMC WMNBN logo on it. Maybe something a little badass, something like studded, something that would go great with my Alexander Wang purse. And then like an idiot, I am totally let down. I am staring at my computer at women wearing property of, insert name here, patches sewn onto essentially plain jean jacket vests. Are you fucking kidding me? This, this is what it means to be an old lady? One side of me is thinking, duh. Like, what did you expect? But part of me was hoping for something a little closer to this decade. You know, that whole women's rights thing that kicked off a while ago. The idea of putting on a jacket that proclaims me as some man's property even a man I like, even a man I loved, my stomach turns and my guts are clenched. Here I am thinking that this man respects me, that he values me, that he wants to treat me as an equal, and yet he wants to cuff me like this, put a leash on me, a billboard that says she is mine. At this moment, I am angry, I am mad, I am I'm uncomfortable. But why isn't my rage white hot? Why am I, dare I say it, conflicted. Fuck. In some really shitty way, it's sort of hot. It's sort of, kind of, turning me on. I get to be his. 
I let myself sink into that warm, familiar feeling that I'm pretty sure is the complex PTSD from my last relationship. But hey, it feels good at the moment. I get to be part of a group, I get to earn something, I get given something special. But there it is, my still small voice of reality and self-worth starts to get louder. So bitch you what? Get to earn the spot right on the floor by his feet? Get to earn the bruises on your knees while you're kneeling there, tongue out, drooling like the idiot dog you sound like? I say it again property of. I think to myself, what the fuck is wrong with me? That is some internalized misogyny at its best. Something that I knew was there because why else in the past would I sign up for abusive and controlling relationships left and right? While this is plain as fucking day and 90% of me is repulsed, there's still a part of me that is dripping at the thought of being claimed. Maybe it comes from some desire for security, to be seen as worthwhile, for someone to want to belong to each other together but that's not what this is it's some sort of flex to some invisible machismo need this is my bitch see how well behaved she is see how well she's trained i control her i own her from that point on when we're snuggling it's in my head property of when he comes to the club with his mc and they treat me with some kind of weird overdone respect in my head i think property of when he's rubbing my back in the morning and running his hands through my hair, when he's bringing me flowers before we go out to dinner, when he's calling me to tell me he misses me, when he holds my face when we're making out and looks me in the eyes and tells me I'm beautiful, I'm thinking, property of. I can't shake it. I make jokes about it to my friends who know, you know, I'll just change the patch out so it says partner of. We laugh only because they don't get it. They don't know that that wouldn't be okay that no one else but me and them would think it's funny. I laugh because it's been a long time since I was spending time with someone who wasn't over my shoulder, asking me where I was and what I was doing, that didn't get jealous, that didn't find a way to take over my life and my projects. P listens when I speak to him. When I tell him things that I want to do, his response is supportive and not encroaching. He's not trying to help me all the time because he knows that I can do it myself. But then there's that itching in the back of my mind property of. I haven't found a way to not think it's sexy, but I also haven't found a way to stomach the idea that could be an honor bestowed upon me, something that I would be expected to wear. On one hand, I do want to be a part of his life. If things keep going the way they are going, then I want to know his life because I want to know if I want that to be in my life. I've made my peace with his love for the MC being about brotherhood, and I have to trust that his priorities are in line. He tells me it's his family and his work before the club. But can I truly call myself a feminist? Can I really be a part of something that labels women as objects? As meat pockets? Something that silences our voices, our minds, and reduces us down to our parts? But then I too have found sisterhood with some of the women. Something that I crave as well. Smart, strong women who have crossed the line, who wear the jacket, and their view is different. They tell me that the club is not for us, we are there to support. That the jacket is announcing that we aren't available like a wedding ring. That it's a sign of respect. That the girls with the jackets are to be respected, looked out for, cared for, and guarded. Even after so many conversations with women I adore who view it as a positive, it still makes me uncomfortable. I can find a way to see both sides. People do things differently, and there is an attraction to being a part of a tribe but I still can't see crossing the line where I justify wearing it. This relationship is so new, 
and it's complicated by this possible future accessory and what that says to me, about me, and for me. It gives me a lot to think about in regards to my own internalized misogyny and where that comes from and how deeply it is connected to my sexuality. All in all, I've had to settle that for now, P's actions will have to be louder than the words on that patch. That I have things to work on and untangle for myself. And if anything, the idea of that jacket is a symbol for perhaps who I was, but not who I'm going to be. Before, I was a woman that struggled with the urge to be owned and controlled, even though it made her miserable. But now, looking at it as a physical object, a jean jacket, my body wouldn't be able to hold the weight. As far as what the future will hold, I'm not sure. Can I straddle two worlds? One hand, a fist raised and ready to fight for the rights of all women, while the other one lying slack at my side, waiting to be told when to cover my mouth? When I look at it like that, I think not. Thank you for hanging out with me, Mistress Darby, and this episode of Storytime with Sluts. I hope you all enjoyed this little slice of delight. And remember, we will be back with another episode this Tuesday, so be on the lookout. If you have thoughts, comments about this story, the podcast in general, um, an idea for a future episode, or a story of your own that you would like to share with us, please send an email to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com or give us a ring and leave us a voicemail at 725-222-3737. Uh, we know all you slutty babies are out there with great stories and we'd love to share them on this podcast, so we do hope that we hear from you. In the meantime, stay nasty and we will see you again soon. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla, otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.